Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Streetside Brewery. Look, these guys are located in historic Columbia Tusculum neighborhood on the east side of Cincinnati. And Streetside is really the perfect mix of just local neighborhood watering hole and a modern craft beer brewery. They have 24 beers on tap, and I promise you, you will not find a bad one amongst them. These guys were great when they had us out for the live show for the CONCACAF Champions Cup kickoff to start FC Cincinnati season, and they do events all throughout the year. They do a pint night on Tuesday nights. They do Premier League mornings. Tons of really fun events there. But a special note to Postcast listeners, if you mention the Cincy Postcast at the bar when you're getting your beer, they will take a buck off of your beer and you let them know that we sent you their way. You can find them at 4003 Eastern Avenue or in the fridge of wherever you're picking up your next beer. Again, a huge, huge thank you to Streetside Brewery for sponsoring the Postcast. And on today's episode, we have a very full show for you. In part one, we are looking back very fondly on the CONCACAF Champions League matchup against Cavalier. A very, very chilly night for the brave souls who went out for the home game there. That was a lot of fun to watch. Just goals, goals, goals for FC Cincinnati. In part two, we are looking at the Chicago Fire match this weekend, week two of regular season MLS matchup, looking uh, how much do we know about Chicago Fire? You are about to know as much about the Chicago Fire as we do. And then in part three, it is listener questions from our very, very lovely, and dare I say very attractive patrons over on Patreon. We've got listener questions there. You tie it all up with a nice little bow, and that's going to be your postcast. that and more i'm joined by two gentlemen who broadcast out of their basements we're joined by the chief we're joined by jonah of knifey lion radio fame and i'll say fortune jonah Mm. how you doing tonight i feel blessed to be back to meet all these new listeners number 13 (laughs) and 14 out there can't wait I thought we invited him on just to clear up this basement controversy because <laughs> from the outside looking in, I think that there may be an argument here for gimmick infringement. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, the only person and people have noticed is me, myself, and I. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything's been quickly forgotten, probably by you as well. So, you know. I, I like to think that now the way it looks is it looks like you were parodying content before the content actually existed. <laughs> yes. It'd be like if Weird Al Yankovic wrote a song and then Ed Sheeran was like, that's a great beat. I'm going to do something with that. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is, this no is out of order right now. Uh, the future is now, but I, I hate to digress too soon, but I, I don't want to lose sight of that. I have a coworker who I, I brought it. This is going to sound so ridiculous, Please. but I brought in my guitar to work. <laughs> I only play it by myself. <laughs> 
But I asked a coworker, I was like, hey, what song should I learn? And then you can sing it tomorrow while I play it. She was like, um, The Shape of You by Ed Sheen. And I was like, come again? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm not familiar with the song. She's like, Shape of You. I was like, okay. Like by Ed Sheen. I was like, who the fuck are you talking? I was like, Ed Sheeran? She's like, is that how you say it? <laughs> but uh, so you learn something new every day. So Ed Sheen, if you're out there. Chief's a big fan. Just want you the, to know. Uh, the Shape of You by Ed Gein is a very different <laughs> song. <laughs> I like, though, that it's Ed Sheen. Oh, is Sheeran? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, with the R that's in there. <laughs> There's a lot missing. It's like if you ever played the old gimmick where you forget someone's name, and so you try to say, oh, yeah, can you can you spell that for me? Um, yeah, John, J-O-H-N. <laughs> <laughs> I God, uh, my go-to move is just calling somebody buddy and guy and hey this guy you know the uh, the Tiger Woods meme uh, that's big that's, dog yeah it's all I do I, I, I'll yeah. go years just calling somebody big dog you know I'm not I'm not gonna give in now my friend everyone always for various reasons I'm very memorable when people meet me for <laughs> obvious reasons. I don't find other people memorable, so I do forget names quite a bit, and it's always very awkward running into people and just being, hey, guy, good to see you, pal. <laughs> How's it going there, chief? Hey. Hey. What's well, going to happen a lot more now? I mean, it's probably already happened to you a few times. I had people, and this is you guys, obviously, dwarfing me with your listeners. We'd be like, Jonah. I'm like, couldn't. Possibly have less idea who you are. They're like, so what, uh, how's Zach and Nick from soccer? I'm like, how about you start with who the fuck you are? <laughs> I was like, if I've talked to you, I have no idea. I have a coworker who's been calling me Mr. Mr. Noah for the last month and a half, and I'm, I'm way too deep now to <laughs> correct oh, no. it. So I've just been going with it. And then like other people like turn around and look at me like, huh? And I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> So we, I uh, now. Uh, I had a coworker uh, just recently uh, left left our our place of employment. Um, and her uh, her go to move was if she was uh, like upset with you, she would intentionally forget your name in meetings. She'd be like, "And um, oh gosh, uh, is it Kevin? Yeah, Kevin's got that one. You're like, whoa, we sit right next to each other. What is this? I appreciate petty moves like that, where it's just, it's, it is very clearly designed to annoy and irk you. And there's so many other things you could do, but no, I'm just going to choose to be in this moment, just very slightly petty. It's like misspelling someone's name in an email on purpose. I had a coworker that used to do that all the time. That's good. <laughs> I love that move. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, the name squiggled now. Like, you had to intentionally ignore that. Come on now. It's got a little uh, wavy uh, Spanish line I had on top of it. Are you guys, <laughs> Kevin, are you caught up with Love is Blind on Netflix these days? Uh, I have a, I have a confession to make. I, uh, I stopped subscribing to Netflix like two years ago. Wow. This guy doesn't even own a TV. He's going to tell us next. I don't know how I was watching FCC away games, but well, we're all very impressed. I just follow on Twitter. I just follow on Twitter. I don't know if you're familiar with the drama of the woman. It's people who can't see each other who said, who claimed, she's like, people tell me I look like Megan Fox. She says to the guy. Okay. Which obviously, you know, she doesn't. <laughs> Pretty but aggressive. actually, the thing she said is like, it's like, who's your celebrity look like? She's like, um, 
what's her name? She like she's really going hard, and she's like, uh, it's MGK's girlfriend. Um, and he's like, Megan Fox, like, oh yeah, that's it. And I was like screaming at my TV. I was like, you fucking asshole. This, obviously you're <laughs> obsessed with the fact someone said you look like Megan Fox, but then to be like, oh, what's your name? MGK Machine Gun Kelly's girlfriend. <laughs> I, was, I was like, in what world do you lead with that? Like, you know exactly who it was. We're like, I don't know. So I said to somebody else and they were like, who is Amal Clooney's husband? I get that a lot too. What's his name? Oh, George. Yeah, that's it. People tell me that I re- resemble, I don't know, he was a governor of California. He did a couple of movies back in the 90s. Um, Arnold with a foreign last name. Oh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody somebody told me that once. I couldn't remember who it was, though. Yeah, she remembers like if, Megan Fox more than her mother's name, trust me. Don't yeah, if it. somebody ever told me I look like Megan Fox, I'd never forget that moment. <laughs> exactly. you know, my ego would eat for months on that one time. Like, I'd never need to hear someone else describe me again. It's like, ah, I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's told me well, I look like House, and I was like, "Oh, that never got that before." <laughs> but uh, clearly, I look like fucking shit now. <laughs> like, can anyone tell you, you look like the guy from House? I was like, the main House, House, the main guy. They're like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I guess I'm turning forty. It's like, oh no, that's not my fault. I had a rock in my shoe. <laughs> Walks with a limp, painkiller addiction. Yeah, that's good. That's a really good vibe. That's, that's what we're looking for here. I am house. Speaking of celebrity lookalikes, uh, Cavalier sure looked like a professional soccer team. Boom, <laughs> roasted. C C plus transition. Kinda right there. got him. Uh, got apparently, em. they are killing it in jamaica they're like a 12 game <laughs> winning streak right now in jamaica uh so what how do we those know? games are how many of those games were forfeits and somebody showed up without enough players <laughs> we have to say at least one right probably one at least right. it's like they're on a 12 game winning streak mostly as a result of match fixing i have to believe <laughs> i mean yeah no i got nothing their goalkeeper was pretty good I think he's the uh, shoot. What was it? The the Saint Vincent national team keeper. Thirty shots on goal, and he kept most of them out. I guess. There's a compliment for you. He was directing a lot of traffic for sure. He was. He was. Um, From my uh, very brief perusal of Cavalier on Wikipedia, I believe he is the only non-Jamaican on the team as well. There might be one other outfield player, but. Funny, funny spot to be. Um, were both of you at the game last night? I was. Um, yes, yes, yes. Mostly because I couldn't give my tickets away to this game. <laughs> <laughs> like, I looked online and there were Baileys going for six bucks. They were all Oof. other. T- there were tickets in my section remain. Oh, large portions of tickets remaining unsold in my section of the first financial club. So. I had to make the uncomfortable decision on whether just to eat them or go to the game. And what I ended up doing was I had another friend who was sitting elsewhere. And I said, do you just want to bag on your seats and come sit down here? So his seats went unused. They came down and they hung out with us. But there were uh, quite a few no-shows last night at the game would be my generous way of saying it. Yeah. Jonah, what was what was your thought process showing up? Were you excited for some CCL fever or were you well, begrudgingly we, going? We can tell now that Chief is the man behind uh, 
the Auxilla One Twitter account. <laughs> disappointed with you people. <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> really disappointed. Um, yeah, I, it was that day was quite cold. So yes. I was just expecting it to keep dropping and dropping as far as people there. But uh, it was better than some. If you shoved us all on one side, mm. could have been OK. And I don't know. But it was all right. Yeah, it was a little. I think it was exactly what I expected. How much could you expect people to come for Cavalier FC? Or as all the people behind me kept just saying, Jamaica. This team just like <laughs> represented Jamaica. I was like, who are we playing? Like, ah, Jamaica. I was like, ah, I mean, I'd like to see that, but that's not what's <laughs> happening out here. Um, so, yeah. And the fact that it was, we were minus 10,000 favorites to win the game. So I'm not too upset about it. I'm more curious what the next following game, especially, will be on from then on i don't know how to speak but yeah, <laughs> from on, yeah. this one i think we you know we get a pass on <laughs> so, so before we like get into the game itself please can can we just sort of top line talk about does the does anyone care about the Concacaf champions league Whoa. or champions cup oh. i'm, ser- I'm be- already I'm trying serious. to take us out of the other <laughs> cup competition <laughs> does, does anyone care because I watched a lot of these broadcasts, and these broadcasts all are horrible. It's one person calling the games from a clearly remote location. I was watching um, the Philly Union Saprise match the other night, and you've got a commentator that's talking Futurama <laughs> and trying to shoehorn as many pop culture references into the broadcast as possible. All these stadiums are generously half full for these games. And these are games that were included in the season ticket package for a lot of teams. Yeah. I don't know. It does. Am I wrong to think and from watching this, that this is, this is something trying really hard to be something that it's not that they are, that this wants to be big, but Mm. the broadcasters don't treat it as a big deal. The fans don't treat it as a big deal. Who exactly is trying to make fetch happen with (laughs) the CC, CC, CCL? So this is the way I look at it. It's the same way with the Open Cup, which is that there is a degree of like just soccer knowledge that you need to appreciate what these cup competitions are to even understand them. And I suspect the total number of people showing up to Open Cup games versus Pittsburgh Riverhounds and (laughs) games coming, uh, facing off against Cavalier, that these are your soccer fans. Now, weather and and season tickets aside, that's obviously going to bump things up. But I think what you're seeing is the gap between FC Cincinnati MLS only fans that have sort of come to only become fans? Fa- only fans of FCC and MLS. <laughs> ah. No, they, they've only they've only come MLS to be only a fan. fan. Sounds electric. I don't know that I would subscribe, but uh, Jonah, thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Jamaica, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, segment four. I got some things to talk about. Go ahead. Kim, <laughs> I think that's the gap. Is like people are just fans of MLS. They're only there because their their team has a team in MLS, and that's fun and exciting. And I, I think that's the gap there. And that MLS and by extension the teams don't do a good enough job doing the education outreach on why these games matter. So take it to the next question here, please. All right. So 
nobody cared about this game last night. We walked into it knowing that FC Cincinnati was going to roll this team. This game in particular was of much less note than than it would be in future rounds, yes. Is there a single team that is not in MLS or Liga MX that you would say, oh, hell yeah, that's a matchup I really want to see, and this is going to be a very competitive game of soccer? Yes, but I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> my, my point was this. We were talking about this last night uh, as we were walking out of the game. As it stands right now, CONCACAF Champions Cup is just shitty League's Cup. Because League's Cup, it's, it's what everyone wants to see, and we're eliminating all the fluff. It's Liga MX and MLS. Yes. Why, if this is the case, why, why do we need both of these things? You've just uncovered the exact reason why MLS <laughs> and Liga MX created League's Cup. Yes. Right? Like, we're just skipping the fluff by just doing the League's Cup thing. It's a shame because it's like the exclusivity was the only good part about and the it sounded so much better when it was Champions League. It had that fake prestige, mm-hmm. that uh, unearned prestige. But yeah, I was like, oh, you get a CONCACAF Champions League formerly spot if you do X, Y and Z, which was also hilarious because then you had this the team who won like the best Canadian team. Yeah. You're like, what, Montreal's in it this year or whatever, like a, a crappier Canadian team that year. So... To answer your question has already gotten answered. It was like, yeah, there is really no reason, but it just feels more special right now because not everybody got in and we got in. So that's more special. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's not any more special. And I feel like in a few years, maybe they'll be treating it like the open cup where it's like the lesser teams will <laughs> instead of that, like, okay, if you didn't qualify, you get <laughs> right. in the CONCACAF champions cup. So you'll get to play a, team from jamaica but yeah and then you're back in the league so yeah i i could see it disappearing because mls wants all the money for themselves anyways so yeah if you got if you got a if you got a spot in the the club world cup for winning leagues cup there would be no reason for the Concacaf champions cup to exist right correct and that is what this is where i mean we're seeing this with the super league we've seen this with the open cup this is ultimately like the the battle lines that are being drawn in world soccer which is organizers and rule makers are losing the ability to force the other entities to play in their competitions like the the super league is champions league without the Polish teams and without the Greek teams, right? Like that's, that was the the premise of it. And that's what League's Cup is. League's Cup is CONCACAF Champions League, but we don't need to deal with CONCACAF and we don't need to invite the token Caribbean team to get their ass whooped. And we can just have Club America versus Columbus crew and make all of the money. Yeah, it is interesting. The, the saving... The the reason why CONCACAF Champions League could matter more in the future is FIFA seems to be trying to care more about the Club World Cup and getting into Club World Cup for next year would be good because they're doing a larger World Cup style tournament through the summer with like four teams from Europe and four teams from North America. They're they're trying to do a much larger, more interesting thing. And that's also why they're going to try to find a way to shoehorn Miami into that competition. So 
Yeah. yeah. I just don't care. Like that was what I realized walking out tonight was that or last night was we, we had this full debate walking out of it and leagues cup. Just, I care more about it. It feels like it's a, it's a better thing. It's we're skipping a lot of the matches like this, where it's just watching a team play, you know, a tune up game or a buy game in college basketball. And the club world club is cool in theory, but why, why do I want, as an FC Cincinnati fan, what's the reward for playing in the Club World Cup? Congratulations. You get to be the only league with a salary cap going up against uncapped teams in the Club <laughs> World Cup. Like, you're literally playing with a hand tie behind your back in this competition where you don't have to worry, the, the rest of the teams you're playing don't have to worry about designated players or how much gam they're spending. So that's, that's kind of bullshit. I don't know. Because, like, the other thing, too, is it's okay. This this game was included in my season ticket package. So I paid for the privilege by buying season tickets of watching FC Cincinnati smash a doormat around. And we can go in and we can break this game down and we can talk about the goals that were scored. But it's impossible to take anything away from this game because the competition was so laughably inferior. I mean, would Cavalier even come in in the top half of the USL? No. No, yeah. right? no, it, it looks pretty so. small. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Alphys looks fucking huge right next to these guys. That was like my takeaway like, is how was, small they were. It was comical watching this game. They were they were slower at virtually every position. They were unable to possess the ball. If anyone confronted them on anything, they, they lost every tackle. I would imagine they lost every duel. I would imagine. I looked up at one point and the shot total was like twenty seven to one. The entire game was played in Cavaliers half of the field. It was just there was I don't know, like, OK, we can talk about how great Brett Halsey played, but and I will. What, and what does that tell us? <laughs> that Brett Halsey can dominate a team that's made up of people that would struggle to come at, to, to not finish last in USL. Congratulations, Brett. You're dominating bad USL competition. OK, like, now hang on. There is there is something to be learned here, which is what do you say about the players who didn't dominate the bad yeah, okay, USL yeah. team? <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that because there were a few players on there where I mean, we were talking on the group chat where. Man, I don't know that I'd want to watch this footage back if I was Kimi Ordonez because uh. other guys around him were cooking and he looked bad <laughs> i wish i had the kind of confidence that he had to grab that penalty in the second half and say no this is my shot after you hadn't done a damn thing all night and i think hey, it was what was it dotto valenzuela penalty. was looking at the bench saying will somebody tell him to give me the ball <laughs> somebody yeah and kimi brushes him off as confident as you'd like and then goes and takes one of the worst penalties i have ever seen that is calmly saved by a keeper that wouldn't make the bench on most USL teams. It's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> what do you learn from a game like this? this it, was, but, it was fun to be at the stadium, but what a waste of time. <laughs> I say but, but I didn't really have a but. Yeah, that was a rough game for him. And I was like, I can't imagine you can never play him over I, Dotto. And I don't even think they're necessarily the same position but i don't really care <laughs> it's like <laughs> after seeing him take that pass from lucho and like that beautiful shot i'm like all right you're better <laughs> like that's fine <laughs> like i'm that like it didn't take a lot to convince i mean he had a pretty good game um 
you know, everybody was kind of just picking their like, okay, it's my turn. I want to style on him. And then at the at the beginning, you're like, why aren't you styling on him right now? Anytime <laughs> there was a back pass, I'm like, go. And then they'd go and they could get to the line. It was like, God, Jimmy would crush in this game. <laughs> why didn't Jimmy get this moment against this team? The poor guy, worst injury luck, would have crushed. I was <sighs> I was watching and Halsey made like a one two touch and just cooked the guy who yeah. was trying to guard him. And all I could think of was, man, this would have been Jimmy McLaughlin's moment to shine. <laughs> he would have absolutely beaten this guy to the line, cut that ball back, ripped the shot, and the entire place would have gone nuts. And he needed that moment. He deserved that moment. <laughs> yeah. The uh, just, just to make sure we, we have it there, let me run through the lineup real quick. Uh, it's an interesting lineup. Roman Celentano and goal, your center backs from left to right, Murphy, Miazga, Kip Keller, uh, Halsey out on the left, Alvis Powell on the right, Pinto, Wobodo, Valenzuela made up your midfield with Kimi Ordonez and Bupenza up top. Uh, I, I have a question for you guys. This is... I know I don't want to take too many large lessons from this game, right? However, I ask you this. Halsey gets the start against Chicago, right? With Oriano on the other side. Oriano on the right, Halsey on the left. Anybody disagree with that? Put Kubo back on the bench as the... Halsey looks good. Yeah, but against who? Like, this was bad. He got whatever he wanted whenever he wanted it just by being quicker than the guy guarding him. And I don't know. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to giving Halsey a chance. I don't I don't rate him as highly as you do, Kevin. But also, I'm a dumb, I'm an idiot with a podcast who's trying to be a YouTuber. So it's like... Thank I'm God definitely I'm not ha- that. <laughs> right, I'm having a midlife crisis right now. It's very obvious. Um, so yeah, I'm not opposed to giving him a chance, but I don't take anything away from what he did in this game and think, hell yeah, he's earned more minutes. I think that that's the base, like what he did against these Cavalier team in two matches, that's the baseline expectation from a person who is an MLS talent as far as I'm concerned. Um, to me, with the with the lineup, the the bigger interesting points for me was was number one, seeing how many minutes Aaron Bupenza got when they mm-hmm. were saying he was on a pitch count over the weekend, given how cold it was and the fact that he had a hamstring injury, allegedly, mm-hmm. I guess it's a good sign he went as long as he did. But I don't know that I would have risked that if I was the team. Um, the other interesting thing for me is so with FCC not playing in the Open Cup this year. I would have thought maybe that this would have been an Ali Khan or can game because mm. otherwise, when is he going to get minutes this year or, you know, Evan Laura, when are they, when are they going to get minutes from these two guys? That's a good question. I guess. So my thought is, and, and as of time of recording, we have no information, although I suspect we'll get information uh, Friday once this is up. Uh, I'm going to guess that only those eight MLS teams that they're talking about have to send their first team to Open Cup. My guess is the other MLS teams will send their MLS next pro teams, and that is where I think can will be your goalkeeper. So I think that's where you get the cup experience. But Okay, that's not so bad then. But oh, I, those, were my, those were my two first things that I noticed about this lineup. Um, 
Yeah. Jonah, what did you see? Are you excited to see Malik Pinto back in the lineup? <laughs> Uh, you know, always just thrilled to see Malik. No, he's fine. He's he's just a, he's a regular guy out there. I mean, seeing Obi go against this team, which felt so unfair. Like, yes. just getting he can be so far out of position and be like, ah, never mind. I'll go get that. Um, <laughs> but the thing I, I mean, everybody saw it. What Jared Nightcamp, who is in town, which is just hilarious. Like, and also if they're adding to the documentary, what is that's going to be the most miserable thing <laughs> anyone's ever seen. Um, but him saying like, Dotto is like the most, you know, player to watch for him, which either means like he's total shit or he's going to be amazing. Because I feel like <laughs> Gerard like had some real, <laughs> some real late home runs, you know, some late inning home runs where you're like, wow, I don't know about that one. They're like, hey, actually, he's pretty, he's pretty right about that. But then also some horrible signings. So you take everything he says with a grain of salt. Yep. But it's anytime somebody we'll call it quote unquote outside of the team as something good to say about kind of a random player this year, like a name you heard last year, but you know, it's just, he's a homegrown, but we don't really know anything about these guys, but to hear anything heaped. So he was probably the one who I was paying attention to the most during the game, just to see if yeah. like, can this guy actually play for us? But uh, you know, if we're anything like the Philadelphia union, we were trying to imitate for so long, maybe he will be a guy. So if he's someone we can bring in and, take those amazing balls from Lucho and have a goal or two. That'll be probably mm. one of the bigger takeaways for me. And I like saying Dado a lot. So Dado. Something to look forward to. Dado, Dado. Lucha, Buka, Lucho, Buka. That's, that's a fun midfield. <laughs> Bupa. I'm going to need to see a homegrown actually hit before I can believe it happens. I'm just going to – I I. this is my one holdover from how badly I've been hurt by this team in previous years <laughs> is that I just believe anyone that comes through our academy has to be trash. Otherwise a better organization would have found them first. <laughs> I'm going to need to see some proof. I'm going to need to see some proof of concept before I can truly become a believer. It also probably doesn't help either that FCC two has been just dog water for virtually the entire time it's existed. And so when you tell me, Oh no, we've got this promising young player. Okay. <laughs> where's he been? <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> is, is, did he get locked in the men's room for every single game FCC two played? <laughs> well, if they could have played a Jamaican team, they might have shined a little brighter. Yeah, let's enter FCC two into the Jamaican Premier League or whatever league Cavalier <laughs> plays in. That seems to be something they'll be able to win. I think that'd be great because then FCC two could qualify for the Champions League at the same time Chief is pulling the, the senior team out oh yeah that's 4D chess right there for you folks <laughs> oh god there were four goals um, I want to say Halsey involved in a lot of these love that uh, goal number one Halsey uh, dribbling into the box squares it to pal that was lovely but goal number two was my favorite. Keller to Boop. Boopenza passes it to Dotto, doing like a one-two thing, but Dotto back heel flicks it to Boop, who then fires an incredible rocket in the top right corner. That was that was your your big takeaway goal, at least for me, of like, hey, Dotto and Bupenza have chemistry. What they just did there is repeatable in MLS. And that's probably why 
Bupenza played as much as he did is you want your striker to start getting some confidence. This is like the uh, the rehab assignment down to triple A or even double A. Like, uh, hey, uh, Jay Bruce, just go hit some dingers in Dayton and come back. You'll be good. Just feel good about yourself. It's good to see a couple go yeah. in the back of the net, see a yeah. couple go over the fence right there. That's, no, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Grayson was talking about this on the show this weekend. It's just seeing the, seeing the ball hit the net, just visualize and realize and then repeat oh, was that so was that his was that his first outside the box goal for fcc i'm trying to think so we've been waiting for him to we've seen the highlights of him with his left foot we know it's powerful we've seen him take good shots i can't think of him getting one outside the box since he's come here and if i'm missing it correct me he's but. had like three called off for offside where he's chipped a keeper or hit a rocket from outside that was just always just a hair offside but yeah i think this is this is the first one that got to count so yeah it's just good love to see it made the sports center top 10 plays so that's always no must have been a slow night I mean, that's a good goal. <laughs> I always forget that the top 10 exists until your team is in it. You're like, yeah, this is prestigious. This is good. Or they, or they don't make it. You're like, this is fucking bullshit. Right. Even though like, I hadn't been watching for months. But like, how dare you? Pity the poor ESPN intern that got stuck watching the game on Tubi last night to try and see if there was anything worthwhile. <laughs> Who do you contact to get permission for the Tubi highlights? <laughs> just... You just send him an at on Twitter. It's like, hey, that looked pretty cool. Can we use this? Chat GPT gives you. By permission. the way, this is the part. This is the part of the conversation where I do inform everyone because more people need to know about this. Please. That if you find yourself ever in a situation where you are taking a photo or video that is somehow viral or germane to the public discourse, and you start getting hit up by news media outlets saying, "Hi, I'm from Fox. Whatever, we would love to use your photo or video in our broadcast." The answer is absolutely. If you sign an agreement that pays me rights and I continue to hold the rights for the image otherwise in perpetuity, you have a right to be compensated if any organization uses your content online. Please don't just just, just agree, especially if you are going super viral with whatever the content is. Mm-hmm. Words to live by. You guys seen Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal? Have you seen that? It's a good movie. <laughs> he plays a creepy guy who like films accidents and stuff and sells it to local news, <laughs> but then starts creating his own things. To <laughs> Check it out, folks. This, I was going to say this summer, I was like, wait, that's when FCC is playing. Damn it. Yeah, so, no. Next off season, guys. That's a winter time movie. <laughs> that was like I always had a theory back in the day that the History Channel was going to start World War Three just because they ran out of stuff to cover about World War Two and needed another good one to do footage about. The unsung heroes of World War II, the cafeteria workers in Iowa <laughs> at the reservist station. And <laughs> it's a World War II in color, and this one is focusing on a munitions depot in Alabama that was making <laughs> a specific type of shell that was loaded into tanks. It was an animal planet started just doing shows that didn't have animals in them. I was like, I think of that treehouse guy. I'm like, it's like this isn't anything to do with the pool guy. I'm like, all right, we're just kind of getting off. You run out of animals, which seems impossible, but there you go. It's funny. Some someday you're gonna have to explain to kids that okay, back when we were growing up, they would just have entire channels dedicated to one thing, and then when they ran out of that to talk about. (laughs) They just started reality show competitions that had nothing to do with that. <laughs> and they had to fill time somehow. 
And like that's what you ended up with. Here comes Honey Boo Boo on the Learning Channel. <laughs> Pawn stars on the History Channel. It is funny that they all just sort of converge at the same point of <laughs> shittiness. There's like, there's no variety to it. It's just all the same shit. We get it's it. Like you, you don't see... have Netflix, Kevin. God. <laughs> I only so watch see, basic cable. So you see, they would open the storage locker up and see if there was anything valuable on the inside. Which I will say, this is uh, this this is a good point. HGTV has somehow held steadfast to their commitment of being the home and garden television. There, they've been tempted. They've been I mean, tempted. Was, if, if we're being honest, it's the capital H, lowercase G TV. There's not a lot of gardening shows on HGTV. No. They no. lean in like competitions and other things as well. But you know. But at least they're vaguely home related. That's fair. The Treehouse Show would make more sense at HGTV. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's classic animal planet. (laughs) Do you remember there was a uh, there was a show on HGTV that was about this douchebag couple that was flipping houses? Oh yeah, and I I just rooted for them to fail on every one of these episodes. I think it would have been tremendously cathartic if the show was involved in just them losing money as house flippers. Uh, Chief. You should go Wikipedia that that couple. Uh, yeah, marriage didn't go very well. <laughs> Somebody, I think, I held a gunpoint in the process, and yet they continue to shoot episodes with each other. Yeah, now he's got his own show now. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to watch a show with just that guy. <laughs> the one so who went crazy on HGTV. Yeah. <laughs> it's Greek. I can't remember what yeah. it is though. Yeah. Mrs. Chief, Mrs. Chief used to watch this show that was about people that sold multi-million dollar homes it looked like the easiest job ever and i understand <laughs> we 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 got into this a little bit on the, the discord about the ease of which other people's jobs are especially in the fine arts community but <laughs> i'm very convinced i could sell multi-million dollar houses it doesn't look that hard it's you like all these, all these people there, do. Yeah. they would they would drive very expensive cars talk on the phone and shout loudly and then eventually just have a wine and cheese party and invite a lot of people to the house and just beg them to make an offer. And then they'd make like a $2 million commission on whatever it was they sold. Yeah. Yeah. My wife still watches all those, but at least she's like, you know, a little more inside baseball. But yeah, it's uh, (laughs) selling this, selling that. That's what they're all called. But it does seem pretty nice. So if anyone, this is like when we were trying to get into consulting, like, hey, just come on, guys. If you're going to waste money on stuff, like... (laughs) Waste it on us consulting your new whatever fucking (laughs) shitty thing that's going to fail. Come on. Oh, man, that was a good time. I remember the the fake Charlotte supporters group. I think Mike had started. (laughs) There was like a Twitter account. So this would be hilarious once it pays off in three years. (laughs) San Diego, watch out. (laughs) Oh, shit. This is the time, baby. (laughs) And a podcast, yeah start beef with the San Diego loyal that they abandoned their one club already. Why would you, why would you join a supporters group that abandoned their team once come join our new group instead? I like a, a San Diego, (laughs) a San Diego supporters group that is so aggressively hostile to the other San Diego fans for jumping to their team that they've always been a fan of. (laughs) Below Cincinnati style chili somehow. (laughs) I'm mad that you have become a fan of this team 
because it means that you gave up on the other team and showed your disloyalty. <laughs> we don't want you around here. No heretics. <laughs> I gotta. I immediately need to go register another email address for Twitter. <laughs> uh, how about that Cavalier game, huh? Oh yeah, it's just great. Um, uh, who else scored? Lupenza with the rocket, just absolute piss missile. Uh. Isaiah Foster with the fourth goal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I forgot he was on the team. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> no, Isaiah Foster had the third goal. Sorry, Halsey yeah. had the fourth goal. Or no, Dotto had the Watch fourth it. goal. Watch the it. fourth goal, though, that Dotto goal, I will say, again, you know, pre- present team, you know, uh, not not qualified here. The... Uh, the touch, the touch that Dotto has on that fourth goal, switching feet, switching feet, switching feet, looping shot, it's just sort of falls very nicely into the back corner, far post shot over the keeper. Man, that was a nice touch. It was beautiful. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, Kimi missed a penalty. That was comical. That was pretty he rough. Did not, he did not look good in this game. Rough outing for Kimi. You know who else didn't look good? Matt Miazga. <laughs> I had to that down. That's all I wrote. <laughs> Comically, I was like, did he care at all? Like, he was yeah, like right. being so lackadaisical, <laughs> and you couldn't really get mad about it. But I was like, all right, shake the cobwebs out, buddy. No, he, he had the kind of energy reserved for someone that gets called into work on an off day. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. The boss forced me to clock in, and I'm going to show up, but damn it, I'm not going to do any real work today. You see, uh, Ian Murphy had one like break down the left side. This, I guess, was it second? It was going away from the barley, and like the, the crowd starts cheering because it just like keeps going and going. You're like all the way, and then like he kind of pulls up when he gets towards like the 18 yard box. And I'm like, I'll tell you what, Mascara was seizing his opportunity. That was him <laughs> last season. Like he's going all the way to the goal and he's ripping a shot. It's like Ian, no one will begrudge you. Just fucking turn and go at the goal. You would be the best striker on Cavalier FC. I promise you. <laughs> but uh, you know, the soccer, the actual soccer player in him was like, I better stop and wait for my yeah. teammates. The, the which problem was is, sad. is that Nerson Mascara is on loan from a Premier League team <clears throat> and we promised to play him. Ian Murphy, if he, you know, freelances a little too much, might find himself in a doghouse or two. <laughs> I don't know. There's not a lot of, well, I mean, Kip Keller's next coming of Jesus, right, Kevin? But uh, uh, yeah, he's not never too many options job. to replace uh, <laughs> old Ian Murphy. He might, he's, he's pretty, might want to write him in ink from now on. Uh, but, yeah. Sergio Santos uh, appeared and played like Sergio <laughs> Santos, which you kind of would have rather seen something better against a team like this. He looked very, yeah. very average. Um, not a game he covered himself in glory. Kevin, I want to know your take, or uh, Joan, I'd like to know your take as well. Lucho Acosta gets a run in this game. <laughs> my my question is why? Why would you do this? <laughs> That's a good question. Was he the last sub? No, Oriana was the last sub. I was going to say... Wait, which also, Oriana was a sub in like the 87th minute. Why? <laughs> so that one I think is oh shit, we get six subs. Let's just let's just use it, right? right. Like it, that it, was it, fun. It's cold and he's coming from South America. Maybe this isn't the game. Ooh. I don't know. It's it's not gonna be warm in Chicago. So you might as well get him acclimated right, to Right, but he won't have been sitting on the bench in Chicago for over an hour. <laughs> over an hour and a half. 
like just being cold prior to coming in. I half believe that the reason why Lucho went in was that he gave Pat an ultimatum of either play me or I'm going into the locker room to chill. It's too cold out here just to sit here. I wonder if Oriana's was like a, uh, you know, he has to appear in so many games and then the purchase option triggers. And so this was just like stat packing appearances so that we get to trigger that clause this window instead of next window or something. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they, you know, they don't mind, you know, I would hope not going in for a few minutes getting you know, like you drag me here. Like, let me run around for a little bit. You know, if they like soccer right. at all. I feel like Lucho, I'm sure, has a say in like, hey, do you want to play in this game tonight? <laughs> like, I mean, they're not going to do anything against his will, too. Um, I'm guessing Chiefs, your opinion might be, hey, let's just not risk it for something that doesn't matter at all. But, you know, throw him out there. He's smart enough, I would hope, not to get injured. And it didn't seem Cavalier was not like oh, no, they, going studs up on us or anything. It was not very chippy. No, that was a, were, that was a team full of people by that point that had made a business decision that they no longer wanted to be here. I mean, <laughs> they were all wearing heavy jackets right up until the point the game started. This yeah. was this was oh. not the weather they are used to playing in. And by that point in the game, I think maybe yeah. Noonan had um, had seen enough to conclude that they were unlikely to try and do anything that was going to violently hurt anyone. Yeah. Definitely yeah. happy to be there was their yeah. vibe. I'm looking at the the weather in Jamaica, the forecast. 88, 86, 88, 86, 86, 87, 87, 89, 89, 89, 88, 88. So, yeah, I mean, they were probably like, man, I mean, this is cool, but Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> right. like this is definitely got to be like the coldest game they've ever played, I would imagine. But um. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chief, I was looking at the unused substitutes, and it would have been Kubo, Baird, and Buka. So... I mean, up to this point, you were putting starters in no matter what if you were making the subs. So I don't, I don't know. know. Do, you, do you think that after FCC went up three nil, do you think that if Pat would have gone to the coach of Cavalier and said, you could just call on this and just stand in here for the next 20 minutes? I figure they would have said yes. Right. Uh, yeah. It was that cold. I think in yeah. the normal weather, you play it out. <laughs> yeah, so that one, we all go back to the locker room. The clock can just run. Maybe we'll send a couple of players out to sign some autographs. It's like a sorry we're not finishing this game out. I have no takeaways from this game. It was just, it was fun in terms of being a fan because we scored yeah. some goals. We styled on them a little bit. But this was, this was Madden on rookie mode. And yeah. You ain't getting better playing on rookie mode. I only had two other notes on this game. One was it was an all Costa Rican uh, referee crew. So anybody who thought these were replacement refs, you were wrong. This is a different competition, <laughs> different uh, d different rules in terms of who the referees are. Uh, some PSRA referees were used in CONCACAF Champions League games. Not this one. Uh, and the other, other thing I have here is that uh, Obi was taking lots of outside-of-the-box shots, and I want to see that continue, but I would like more of them on frame. There were a lot of field goals being hit by Obi. Mm -hmm. The first half, especially. Boop had one, too. That yeah. It's like, all right, just uh, <laughs> just 
just hit it low. <laughs> Something good's gonna happen. Come on. Ball over the body, guys. This is some no. peewee soccer stuff. Uh Jonah, anything else from this mm. game or the match day? I was not there. I don't think I, I said that. Wow. Uh, Super fan yeah. here. Well, you know, they took away my season ticket access, and so I get to choose not to come to the (laughs) shitty games. (laughs) Uh, I, first of all, well, this is, you know, first home game. I, I was... I told my wife, I was like, let's buy one cup this year. You know, let's get a new cup. <laughs> so whatever. And then as soon as we get there, we see people with old cups still. I'm like, nice. Like a new cup has like a hologram thing on it. And you're like, maybe next game. So we're stuck with the old cup. And uh, I got some garlic Parmesan fries for 10 bucks. And I'll tell you what, folks, not worth the money. <laughs> it's quite a paltry <laughs> amount of fries. Uh, but that was one thing. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Yeah. Um, what else? Winter games in general, I love a game where I would come wear a coat. I'm a big fan, but the clapping, I'm like, can anyone hear us? Like, you know, we're all doing our thing. It's so soft. It's so muted. The FCCs were so faint. Uh, I will say they started them up quicker than the first home game. I know this is Ooh. this is my soapbox. Start the FCC chant sooner. Kill whatever chant you're doing and go FCC. And that was happening. And I was looking around. I was like, no one else is doing it. <laughs> I was like, man, if we can't do FCC, it's a slow night. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's all just setting up for the next game. So we got the shitty one out of our system. Presentation-wise, uh, I heard it was more like League's Cup, where it was, like, oh, not yeah. quite the same thing. And also, no Mr. Brightside following the victory? Yeah. Whoa. I I was out the door. That's true. I was already <laughs> gone. I'm acting <laughs> like I know. I was not. I was not you know what? There's a time and place to clap the club off and do all that sort of stuff. I was flying towards the exits at the end of that game. They also, it was like 15 minute, like in the first financial club, the 15 minutes, 14 minutes till kickoff. And like all of a sudden there's like a graphic of a flag waving and I hear like a pre-recorded national anthem. I'm like... Is that it? And then <laughs> that was it. Like they didn't, they did like the CONCACAF Champions Cup anthem while the teams were standing there, but they didn't, they wouldn't have the players out for the national anthem. And they didn't miss they it. They did the Jamaican national it. anthem either, which I, I was don't remember that either. <laughs> yeah. You think well, you thought, would, of yeah. all of the times to play a national anthem, the international team coming, <laughs> it's like the one time where it actually makes sense. They played O Canada on Sunday. We couldn't find a recording of the Jamaican national anthem to throw on there. There was also an uncomfortably long period of time where all the players were on the field doing nothing as the people at center rippled the CONCACAF flag. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, um, I know they're not waiting for something else to end because this game's on Tubi and I'm pretty sure that you can just start something whenever on Tubi. But everyone looked really cold. I was like, will you please let these people start running? (laughs) Well, I can tell you that on Tubi, they have a couple of live channels, and there was an NCAA men's qualifier of some kind that was, or in what fact, sport soccer. It was men's soccer. Uh, I don't remember the teams or the competition, but it was college soccer was the lead in. So there was there was some programming before it, but it should not have caused any delay. That that was right. well over before. Weird. <laughs> also, yeah. that, f- that first VAR check. 
Oof. was like four minutes long. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, didn't feel that close. But also, like, if you can't tell, oh, this is obviously I'm not going to get in VR. Like, but I was like, I don't I was, but honestly, I was like, just take it away. Like, I don't right. even care. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't need, we don't need the goal. We'll get another we'll one. Get another I was like, one. can we just, yeah, we'll no, just we're fucking move on, on, man? They're like, like this, this really, I'm sure somebody gambled on first goal score or something. So God <laughs> bless them. But otherwise, I was like, can we please? It was a Please six million on. dollar bet on, uh, <laughs> on Alvis Powell. Alvis like, he's Powell. Jamaican, and then they had finally hit. He was due. He was so due. So that's my man of the match. Alvis scores against the Jamaican team. Deserved it. Now score one in MLS for us. And <laughs> walk off into the, the sunset. Alvis Powell do literally anything in MLS challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a lot we, on his mind right now. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, look at this transition. We'll see if he does it this weekend against Chicago, mm. which we're going to talk about in part two. So let's go over to part two. We'll talk a little MLS action, and then we'll get you out of here in part three with some listener questions. And before we get into the next part of the episode, I want to tell you about our other sponsor, Cincy Shirts. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that you've never heard of Cincy Shirts, I'm going to sit here and tell you, I don't believe you. Because these guys have been with FC Cincinnati from the very beginning. And we here at The Post, well, we are just huge, huge fans of their work. They have tons of really cool FC Cincinnati gear, shirts, hoodies, hats, all sorts of cool stuff. Go over to their website, check out what they are selling. You want to go to cincyshirts.com. That is Cincy with a Y, or you can just click the link in the description of this episode. And when you go there, use the promo code THEPOSTCINCY, all one word, all caps, and they will knock 10% off your next order. They have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available online or in their three retail locations in Hyde Park, Fort Mitchell, or Loveland. And I can attest to this, I've used this before, if they don't have your size on the shelf, they can probably print you one on the spot in the store. So again, huge thank you to Cincy Shirts for sponsoring the podcast, and a huge thank you to you, dear listener, for using that promo code. All right, we are back. Did we really finish our CONCACAF Champions Cup uh, segment without noting the return yes. of the king for the next round? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. about. We're not going to talk about that? I don't know what you're talking about. Fair enough. <laughs> no, Brandon Vasquez is coming back. I will say, we, we all sort of knew this was coming, and if you didn't, uh, go check out that bracket. It's pretty neat. It was all worth it for... Uh, FC Cincinnati to post the uh, Shane Gillis SNL cut for time skit. It's almost like you wanted this to happen, CONCACAF. <laughs> so good. It's such a good sketch to reference. <laughs> Rigged. But also, can we, you know, the fact that we didn't get to do any of, like, they didn't do the lineups over, the, like, you know, they didn't do the, our usual, say, the first name, each year, like, any of that, which is weird because there's home and home. Like our home and away, so you like they could do it. We like why do we? It's not like League's Cup where every game is in America. There's no reason we shouldn't be able to do our normal home things. But so if Vasquez comes, like, are they going to be able to do the welcome back our native son or you know play a fucking video or be, is it going to be this regimented 
CCC bullshit where they don't even acknowledge like <laughs> this is it. This is I mean, it'll, maybe it'll happen again in the League's Cup, but it'll be the same shit where it's not your own graphics. It's not your own stuff. So that'd be kind of a little lame if they we this is our chance to say, hey, thanks. And then forget about it. And they just breeze past you know it. Be, you know, it'd be really yeah. funny is if instead of that, they said they put his face up on screen and told the crowd to boo this traitor. <laughs> hey, whoa. Like going a little aggressive here tonight. Yeah, where's the uh the stadium manager who was doing the uh Anthony Precourt did nothing wrong graphic for uh, for Columbus? Yeah, I want the uh oh, what was the scene in uh The Force Awakens where the stormtrooper shows up and just screams traitor. Traitor. Yeah, I just want that over and over. This is Brandon Vasquez lateral move. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, anyways, we do have a match this weekend. It is against the Chicago Fire, notably not a team in CONCACAF Champions League because mm. they suck. And not a team that drafted Omar Cummings, even though his house was on fire, as we listened to it, we learned earlier. That is true. They they probably could have used him. Uh, Listen to the interview. It was funny. It was funny. <laughs> the... Uh, Chicago Fire is a, a funny team. They uh, they drew against Philadelphia two to two uh, last week, and they're the team one of a couple of teams, I guess, that were sort of claiming the off season title that they had made the most best acquisitions, and therefore they were uh, all brand new team. Uh, Kellen Acosta was their big free agent signing. Tom Barlow was traded from New York Red Bulls, so there's somebody. That you used to hate on New York Red Bull over there. Andrew Gutman, who very weirdly started off his career as a Chicago Fire player, but never played for them, and then went out on loan to Charleston and then to Celtic, and then somehow found his way to us, and then Atlanta, and then Red Bull, and then Colorado made his way back to Chicago and then got injured like three minutes into it. And his season might be done. I haven't seen an update on that. But, uh, yeah, pretty pretty rough non-contact injury for him. Uh, but their big signing was this guy, uh, Hugo Kuypers, uh, who has exclusively played in Belgium and Greece. And that's all of the things I know about Chicago <laughs> Fire. <laughs> did, did we mention uh, their reserve goalkeeper? We did not. Who is? Spencer Ritchie. I That's hate dumb. him already. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah, your, dead to there's me. Your, your, your desperate attempt to find a Cincinnati local connection, which really makes us real media, that whenever anything happens, we've got to find that Cincinnati connection to really tie the viewer or tie the listener to it. You remember him from that USL shootout against Chicago Fire, all those big saves. I we should have all agreed to just say that and go along with it just so somebody <laughs> screaming at their car stereo like no what the fuck no it's <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I remember okay <laughs> never heard uh, of him Spencer says no the chant ringing out around <laughs> I have the t-shirt the Spencer says no <laughs> <laughs> milk first milk first <laughs> We'll latch on to anything, won't we? Man. Milk uh, First was kind of like the original pancakes. You know, it just it yeah. mentioned once and then just the fan base latched on immediately. Yeah. Like, Guys, I don't even eat cereal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never had cereal in my life. Yeah, we have a weird obsession with finding out breakfast in breakfast interests of players, it turns out. 
Uh, not to give too much away for later, but um, this is probably why they haven't let us find out anything about Yuya Kubo. <laughs> it's like a weird breakfast thing. It's like, please leave we'll me alone. Way too attached to some what would, dumb what shit. What would be the weirdest thing you could find out about Yuya Kubo eating breakfast? Saltines? I don't know. Like, <laughs> a single saltine? No. And, like, he enjoys eating frozen Pop Tarts for some reason. <laughs> You know what the right flavor? That might not be terrible. God, we really don't know anything about that guy, do we? No. <laughs> no. I hope he's not doing anything weird. Just keep it. I just want to. It's the beautiful boy. Don't yeah. Don't thing, tell us anything. The good thing is there's absolutely nothing in Japanese culture that would be weird that we can find out that he's interested in. <laughs> nope. It's all very much exactly the same as our culture. Yeah, do not do not Google that. No, no, yeah, no. He's a huge um, businessman in Japan, but all he owns are like the vending machines that sell like used panties. <laughs> God damn it, Yuya. <laughs> Why are well, we like, funding that's, this? That's the family business that he's running away from japan he doesn't want to take he doesn't want to be the heir to his panty vending machine empire so he came to america to play soccer hey introduce that in cincinnati we got some panty sniffers here come on it's not this is, wealth you, yeah. this is our threat just we will continue to make weirder and weirder backstories for you Yukubo, until somebody does a really good profile so someone tells us what this man's all about <laughs> or they release the miasca tape one or the other one or the other <laughs> i will be satisfied uh so with so that i guess, I guess yeah. killing acosta will start eventually <laughs> So maybe he starts this week for Chicago because he came off the bench, right? Mm. He replaced Shakiri, I think. Late. Yeah. So Shakiri, Shakiri. Um, this is probably our first game where we'll get uh, our first choice center backs with Murphy, Miazga, and uh, Robinson. So that'll be fun. Uh, Oriano, I'd expect to start. I'm I am putting and dare I say in ink Halsey into the lineup. On the left side, and I'd put Oriano on the right side. Otherwise, as you'd expect elsewhere. Um, Same know. up top. We're gonna do Baird and Bapenza. Um, well, I guess I, mean, I guess Poop didn't start match week one. I assume he's going as a full starter in this one. I would I, hope. Sixty minutes against Cavalier. I'll I'll go ahead and say everything is okay unless he gets injured. Did you guys what? mention after the first game? <clears throat> I'm not shaming him. He looked great. I don't know if it's the canvas kit. Wife said, it's looking a little thicker than last year. A little Bupenza thickness little, there? Yeah, it looks like I said he's had a busy, rough offseason. If he wanted to eat his feelings a little bit, but I'm also not sure he's any bigger. But uh, Oh, he was see. eating his feelings <laughs> <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> <laughs> he had a full meal. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice anything, but I'd believe you. <laughs> that you are the expert. Breaking here. news: Bupenza <laughs> looks slightly chunkier. Do that with what you will. No, it's, uh, it's, I, I hope he starts it. The reports of the kid are that it's a little tighter this year, a little slimmer fit. So maybe mm. we're just noticing that. That's maybe fair. he didn't size. Maybe he didn't size up appropriately when requesting his uh, his custom made jersey. You know what I want out of the Chicago game? And maybe this is how we should start previewing things. It's like, what we want. What's the wish list there? Uh, I want Buka to have a highlight. I don't care what it is. I just want like Buka to have like a notable, noteworthy moment. I think that would be really good. He was fairly anonymous in the first leg against Cavalier. I don't know that they said his name once. 
looking back, rewatching the game against Toronto, and then obviously didn't play against this one. I need a moment from the guy. He's supposed to be our junior Moreno replacement. Moreno had Moreno had moments. You know, he wasn't the perfect player, but he had moments. I want to see a moment. I think I need to see a I need to see something out of Luca Oriano that leads me to believe that FC Cincinnati's preferred method of attack of going outside in and linking up with Lucho that there's a that they can produce threatening moments because they didn't produce any in the match against Toronto and if this team is is confined to central route 1 attacking they're very easy to defend and they're very predictable and so I while I would like to see something out of Buka at the end of the day if Buka is just providing competent sort of defensive work and box to box work in the midfield I can live with that but Oriano, they brought him in, and he needs to be, at some point, Barial's replacement. And with as involved as Barial was in the offense last year, he needs to show me something in this game. The other thing I'd like to see is I would like to see Aaron Papenza score an MLS goal and just get the, get the ledger working for the year right <clears throat> now. Um, got a little confidence coming out of Cavalier, hopefully. That would be uh, be nice to see the ball hit the back of the net, and I'll give you um, I'll give you your due, Kevin. I would like to see some minutes for both Halsey and Dotto, just to see what's there, because I can't take anything away from Cavalier. I could be convinced that if they play well against Chicago, um, that there's a there there for both of them. I mean, my takeaway from the Cavalier match is that Kip Keller should be starting over Matt Miazga, and I will not hear <laughs> anything to the opposite of that. Wow. <laughs> uh, Jonah, wow. what you got? You got something on the wish list? Um, yeah, you'd like to see something approaching chemistry between Lucho and someone i'll let him decide who it's going to be for this game <laughs> but like he lost his like most trustworthy bros in moreno barrial kind of you know vasquez he knew what vasquez was gonna do and stuff so it's a, everything's different so mm-hmm. you know him and luca who i think Obviously, everybody kind of just defers to Lucho in general, but it was definitely kind of deferring to whatever he wanted. So it'll be interesting if Bupenza does start because Bupenza, of anyone on the <laughs> offense now, he's like the only one who will not just defer to what Lucho wants because yeah. he's like he thinks he's the best player on the team, um, which you would hope your DP striker does think so. So maybe it's those two you know working together that would be the most beneficial to the team mm-hmm. to see lucho and uh bupenza do something together so you know that's it a link up between someone i mean i will obviously take some individual brilliance but lucho and someone pick someone make something happen get some chemistry started and uh I mean, that's what I'd like to see. I mean, after after Sunday, just can we start with a goal? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care who at this point, just a goal. <laughs> Back in the uh, the Yopstam years, especially that last 2021 season, I was in the habit of writing previews for FCC back then. And for like three months straight, everything was just like, can we just see a goal? I just want one goal, <laughs> just a single <laughs> solitary goal. <laughs> just, you know, kick it in the net and see how it feels. Just, yeah. Let's, let's all cheer. Let's have this moment together and just see what happens. Uh, so yeah, 
two I games yeah, I guess in a row a without goals, it might be crisis time for Noonan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Panic time. <laughs> Chief said Twitter on fire if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Chief, 4-4 four, four tie or 1-0 uh, win? I know that's not a real question, but you want to see four goals go in or you want to lock down oh, those three points? No you get those three points. Okay. Yeah, that's the spirit. I knew you well, were a supporter shield I, truther in the end. No. 1-0 <laughs> no victories are beautiful. If you have a lot of them, if you, if you find yourself on the wrong side of that ledger as much as you're on the right side of it, it becomes insufferable. But if, if Baird could have just made that fucking overhead kick, what a loser, you know, we've been talking you know, about that game so differently. Uh, last two games, we've had two attempted bicycles, and I got to say, I love that for this team. I like that that's where our heads oh, are at. Bupen's almost killed a man trying to bicycle. Like, he bailed out at the exact last second. That dude's head would have been in the Cincinnatus club if he would have tried to connect on that. I feel like it's the the punt block thing, though, where if you get a piece of the ball, you can murder the punter. So I feel like on like a bicycle, like if you connect with the ball at all, it's like, well, you got the ball. Right. <laughs> but, but as soon as you missed, it's like, oh, that's way high. Like, well, yeah. it always is, but you didn't dude's get the head ball. Been, dude's head has been fully detached from his body and his teammates are like, it's OK. It looked really cool. Yeah. Right. He it would have always... wanted to go this way. It should always be judged on how cool the highlight is. <laughs> Gotta let it slide. Do we, get a, uh, do we get another sub if a guy dies? I know we get a concussion one. Do we get, a, do we get an extra sub otherwise? That's a good point. They probably should have a contingency there. Uh, we need predictions. And Jonah, we'll start with you. FC Cincinnati, <laughs> Chicago Fire. Mm, heart or head? I obviously watched a lot of that first Chicago Fire game. And I replayed it a few times, too. I just couldn't get enough of it. But um, <laughs> I was going to say 2-2 two, two tie. I was like, fuck, that's just what they just did. Like, the odds of that happening two times in a row are very slim. <laughs> so 1-0 uh, to the good guys. Oh, Why not? I like it. Uh, Chief, before I ask you yours, I do have it from... Grayson, wow. I had to really pause. I almost said good name. authority. Oh, okay. <laughs> Grayson has two to one good guys as his official prediction. Uh, Chief, what say ye? Two to one does feel right, but I don't want to just copy Grayson blindly. <laughs> I like so. that we never pick the same ones, even though there's <laughs> no reason for doing this. I think we're going to draw one one. I think it's going to be not panic, but it's going to be. All right, let's get this into gear here, guys. <laughs> Do we score first or second? That really changes how I feel about That's it. That's true. Second. Okay. Okay. Second. I'll, I'll begrudgingly accept this thing that has no <laughs> impact. You, you have no choice but to accept it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, take it back. New prediction. I don't like that one. Um, well, then, uh, I will say three to two. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what I'm Why not? Nothing makes sense. I would think that our defense is good enough to not do that, but also, why not? That sounds fun. I'll watch a 3-2 to two game, um, which is at 8.30 Eastern. Always fun when we go to the central time zone there. Yeah, I got to find a place down at Bachfest that's going to be showing the game. So <sighs> Once again, not having a home game during Bachfest. It should be a war crime. Mm. Like the, the two, they should have a home game during Bachfest and Oktoberfest. That should be the two times on the year 
where MLS just says FC Cincinnati gets a home game. Oh, and then they could wear their diamond kits at yeah, that they game? Have, yeah, God they should have the Bavarian it. kits, and it's like that's they break those out every year for Bachfest and Oktoberfest, and it's this league just is allergic to fun. It's like, oh, you only get a third jersey if you sell this many, and we're going to keep it all secret until we do it. Just give them the, di- the Bavarian diamond kits that get worn twice a year, Bachfest and Oktoberfest. They would sell just a metric ton of them. That's so stupid. It is. Last three uh, FCC Chicago games, 3-2 Chicago, 3-3, then 1-0 FCC. Oh. So, you know, had the 3-2 in there, 2022, had the 1-0. 3-2 I'm wasn't too at, crazy. I'm shocked that over the course of three games with FC Cincinnati, Chicago has scored seven goals. <laughs> yeah, well. That's insane. I'll never forget the Chicago Fire game where they ruined our mass busboy attempt, oh, right? Yeah, I'd so smuggled in a box of busking cookies, and then we just got absolutely trounced. Yeah. Our first <laughs> attempt at video content. Ah, oh, R.I.P. We'll still have the photo with Big Boy, though. That was really that lives funny. On, lives on forever. Uh, I didn't expect to move this quickly through this, but I literally, I don't watch a lot of MLS. I don't have a whole lot to say about Chicago. Is there anything about this game? Is anybody making the trip up there? No. No. If it was like later in the year, maybe, but like penciling in a early March trip to Chicago is usually, I don't know, dicey. They were selling tickets. You could get like 50 yard line tickets for like 12 bucks. <laughs> Aren't they moving out of Chicago? Isn't that supposed to happen soon? So it's kind of a weird. Wow. They don't have their logo in SeatGeek. That's weird. Um, so it's kind of a weird situation. So the bear, so Chicago Fire plays at Soldier Field, which is where the Bears play. The Bears are desperately trying to leave Soldier Field. I think their plans are confirmed. They're moving out to a dome in the suburbs. So that leaves just the Chicago Fire as the sole tenant at Soldier Field. At the same time, the Chicago White Sox are trying to build a new stadium. I assume just somewhere else in the south side of Chicago, leaving, uh, what is it, Guaranteed Rate Field or whatever. New Comiskey Park, which is <laughs> yeah. a dump, by the way. It's a terrible stadium. Right. Uh, we'll leave it vacant uh, and empty. So there was a rendering shown at one of these various community council meetings where it showed New Kaminsky Park, or I guess Old Kaminsky Park, uh, was- uh, Well, there was an Old Kaminsky Park. Or whatever, whatever one the White Sox would be abandoning now would be converted to a soccer stadium for the Chicago Fire. I don't know if that's a knockdown rebuild or a retrofit of a ballpark, but that was one hypothetical. The other one, which I mean, I know Soldier Field is really big, but like just stay there. It's already built. Just buy the stadium. So I don't know. So Chicago Fire could go any one of these directions i assume they won't go piggyback with the bears out in the burbs but i would imagine the land i would imagine the land shoulder field sits on is way too valuable just for a soccer team to own i do wonder if soldier field because they kept they did massive renovations about 20 years ago 30 years ago uh but they still have some of the old original like coliseum columns on one side i don't wonder if it has like 
historic uh, preservation designations or something. It might be too difficult to just knock down and put condos up or something. Uh, well, there's a will, there's a way. No, very true. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a housing crisis in this country, Kevin. I'm not sure if you heard. Well, you could do worse than to convert a massive stadium into housing. Uh, I have an yeah, there's idea. A, there's a ballpark in Japan where they did that, where they just built a neighborhood inside the baseball stadium, but yeah. left the stands and everything else up. It's very weird. That's very Fallout 4 for those yeah. of you that played that one. Um, no, I had this idea. So I went to, man, this is this is your Chicago Fire preview content. I went to the Eastgate <laughs> Mall yesterday, and... As you might imagine, there's not a lot there. But if you're a nerd, there is a lot going on. A lot of board game shops. There's a Nerf gun arena. Looked very fun. Uh, lots of retro video game shops. Anyway, I'm walking around this mall, and I thought, why would you not convert the anchor stores, which are like all closing, like Dillard's and Sears? I don't even think those are open. Convert the, Dillard's those... an, the Dillard's is an outlet. It's a fantastic okay. spot to go if you really want to buy clothes on the cheap. Excuse me. Yeah. Can you buy it by the pound? I know some yes. of those do that. That's <laughs> hey, so good. Hey, when the big and tall section goes on sale, we don't ask a lot of questions, all right? <laughs> Love buying clothes by the pound. Um, okay. No, you convert those into apartment complexes. Then you have like the built-in you know, human capital to support small businesses within the mall, strap a whole bunch of solar panels on top, and all of a sudden, you have the climate change community of tomorrow built in, baby. We're avoiding the heat. Who is going to buy an interior apartment with no windows in a place that used to be an elder beerman? Like, who's going to do that? Hey, you said housing crisis. If I offer you $300 a month rent... That'll work. And $300 a month rent and the entire building smells like Auntie Anne's the entire time. That sounds like a, a dream. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty, that sounds pretty rad, actually. No, believe it or not, I actually know a tenant in the Eastgate Mall. Uh, my one friend and his wife own a bakery, Oliver's Desserts, that's in the food court at the Eastgate Mall. I saw them. It looked delicious. <laughs> yeah. Hear that, Kevin? That's a free plug. Get a sponsorship in here, Cheapskate. No, they're very good. Their cupcakes are delicious. Um, yeah, Chicago Fire. Chicago Malls. Fire. <laughs> For 50 bucks, we can sit what? 10 rows behind the FCC bench. So. Why are we rivals with Chicago? Why has this never become a thing? Because they suck. Yeah. And we there sucked before. There is that too. I don't know if we've had a. I just don't care. I don't ever. I don't see any reality where I would ever want to be in a rivalry with the Chicago Fire. I just don't care. This is where I care. Is the Athletic always writes nice things about Chicago, <coughs> despite being <coughs> the exact same thing that FCC was from 2019 <coughs> to 2021, which is owned by a wealthy uh, owner, European general manager. Sure, they spend a lot of money, but they are awful. They are absolutely awful. But for some reason, that's cool, unless you're Cincinnati. So that, that's why they annoy me. The problem is, is that, so it's like the Reds and the Cubs. The Reds and the Cubs, they're in the same division, but the Cubs rival is the Cardinals. They don't care about Cincinnati. We hate the Cubs because we hate Cubs fans down here that flood uh, Great American Ballpark whenever the Cubs have a homestand. But the Cubs fans are sort of grossly indifferent to us. I just, I don't, I don't see Chicago ever caring about that. I assume they hate St. Louis now because they hate St. Louis and every other sport. Is that a rivalry? St. Louis, Chicago? 
Not it that I'm aware be. of. Well, they're on opposite conferences, so no. I don't. They don't. They might not have ever played. So that's wild. I just don't care. I don't care about Chicago. I forget they exist from time to time. Jonah. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago forgets they exist from time to time. <laughs> you, too. You'll hate them after this weekend. Oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna be a barn burner. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't have a feeling about them in any way, shape, or form, and I would guess they're very passionate fans wherever they are. Don't really care much either way about us, but it's got to start somewhere. So when Pupenza <laughs> does something really shitty to them, maybe that'll be the the catalyst for something more special. So it would be fun if like Aaron Pupenza went around the league and just made it his personal mission to create new rivalries for Cincinnati everywhere. <laughs> With a Man, sprinkling of miasma on top, that's more than enough to <laughs> rile up a few teams. So. <laughs> I would watch this buddy comedy duo of Aaron Bupenz and Matt Miazga just attempting to get into fights places. I mean, we're about to. That's what this MLS season is, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think Green lit this show for a full season already. <laughs> Maybe Chicago's good this year. Who knows? Anything's possible. I don't know. That's true. Why not? Uh, Drew Philly... In Philadelphia, that's not the easiest thing to do. There you go. Maybe Philly sucks. Uh, yeah. Andre Blake was hurt. So Loser. big old asterisk on all that. Uh, all right. I think that's going to do it for our preview. I hope you feel way more informed mm-hmm. about Chicago after that and Eastgate Mall. Uh, let's head on over to part three. We've got some listener questions, and you're off and running to your weekend. All right, we are back. I have three questions. Uh, Josh Burke, I'm cutting your question. Uh, I'm saving it for another day. It's a good question, but it might take its own whole episode. So, ooh, oh, teaser, wow. teaser. Now, now, I, now I want to hear that question more than any of the others. Uh, no, you'll like this one. Uh, this one's from Bart Sharkey, and he asks, what movie do you secretly enjoy but you wouldn't necessarily discuss amongst friends? Poker night, barbershop. What are you, what are you not willing? What's your guilty pleasure movie, basically? Ooh. Who wants Jonah? to take, I, it? Wants to take I, it? I don't really have any guilty. Pl- you know, I openly. I feel like most people put out the ones they're embarrassed of with a sense of irony, even if in their hearts they just truly love it. You know, like like a guy, like any of us, will say a rom com probably, and then like I can't, I just can't help it. <laughs> uh, you know, so it might be something like that. I'm partial to Fools Rush In with R.I.P. Matthew Perry and Selma Hayek, but who isn't? What a beautiful, beautiful lady. But I'd have to really think about it to see one that I wouldn't want to tell people about. I don't know, Chief. You got one that comes soaring to the front of your head. Random like odd movies that I really like that are kind of I don't know that I would call them guilty pleasures. Um, <clears throat> trying to think what the worst movie is. So there was a uh, there was a comedy from back in the early two thousands uh, called Death to Smoochie that was sure, yeah. Edward Norton and Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, John Stewart was in it too. About two rival children's television hosts, one who plays kind of like a Pee Wee Herman type character. And the other who plays like a blatant Barney knockoff, and it's very funny, but just profoundly weird. It eventually like it includes a scene where uh Edward Norton's character is lured to a Nazi rally in an attempt <laughs> to discredit him as a kid's show host, <laughs> and ends with an avant-garde ice show performance for kids in the rhino costume, which is very weird. Uh that's kind of a guilty pleasure. I don't know. There was a a really horse shit um 
oh what was his name oh ben Aff- it was ben affleck and uh uma thurman in a john woo movie called paycheck about a guy who builds a machine that can see the future um and Whoa. then uses and then uses that to help him escape the people trying to kill him for destroying the machine that predicts the future it's terrible but i really really liked it huh yeah no it's good stuff it's terrible it's it's terribly acted it's one of the worst movies ever but i liked it so there you go paycheck and death to smoochie they're my two guilty pleasure movies uh david lynch's dune i like that too that's a terrible movie objectively that's rough uh, the Black Hole, classic 1977 Disney sci-fi movie. That's a guilty pleasure. I also like that movie. Um, boy, I've got a lot of these. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just all of Chief's <laughs> entire DVD library, it sounds like. It's pretty bad, actually. Uh, I guess mine, with, with having uh, little kids, I guess my uh, my mine has to go children's movie route. I like the Disney film Luca. A lot and i feel like the pandemic killed any attempt of that being like a movie that people have even heard about let alone actually saw i really like luca a lot it's really funny um it might have been the the woke homosexual overtones kevin that killed that one <laughs> i don't know if you read about that You're allowed to have a best friend <laughs> sure. oh my god that's what they said but we all They're know the pre-pubescent, truth <laughs> i think <laughs> whatever man just saying that's what i've this was the word on the street yeah that was a good movie uh, <laughs> i like it um i don't know what else Jonah, what do you got? Come back to you. <sighs> I don't think it's hard to say like guilty pleasure. You know, I just it's like a bad movie. You like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was, I was, say, like, I was, I was also just like Boondock Avatar Saints fe- yeah, two Avatar fell count? in this category where it's like everybody shits all over it. But it was I liked it a lot. The original. Yeah, but it's also the number one grossing movie of all yeah, time. There is there is that someone out there liked it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Boondock Saints and Boondock Saints two would be in my like. Probably not a good movie objectively, but like yeah, they got cringier over time. Yeah, those are fucking awesome though. <laughs> uh, the Power Rangers movie, the original one, that's a very Ooh, special place in my heart. Yeah. But you know, it's hard to say it's any like cheesier than Power Rangers the show. Um, Contact, another movie that I've seen panned a lot recently, which like was profound to me. The Jodie Foster movie, I was like, I, like I know, I thought yeah. that's what I thought. But then I see people ragging on. I was like, we're not. I thought we were all into Contact. I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, the the sexual chemistry between Jodie Foster and uh, Matthew McConaughey, wow, really powerful stuff. <laughs> um, Isn't he a priest in that movie? Uh, I think. Um, what do you? What would you call? He's not a. He's one of those ones that can see the chaplain. Yeah, something like that. You know, he's he's a holy man. He's, but he's non-denominational. Not, he's not a I thought he, was wearing the, he was wearing the collar. I thought he was a Catholic priest. In that I don't movie. think so. He, well, there's no way to tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Great movie. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Thank you, Garrett. Or no, not. Not Garrett. That was Bart's question. Uh, Garrett asks us, God, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take us to soccer here. How many more goal contributions does Lucho need this year to win the MVP over Messi? And I, I think Messi's going to, I don't know that Messi's going to win the MVP. I don't know that he's going to stay healthy enough oh. to win the MVP. 
So I'm taking this as let's assume for a moment Messi will win the MVP over the course of a normal season. Okay. How many more goals and assists would Lucho need then in Messi? order to in order to take the title from Messi? Okay, so we 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 baseline is Messi, and we're asking what the plus number is that Lucho needs to beat him. Correct. Oh hell, um, yeah. <laughs> if it's goal, if it's goal contributions, yes probably like at least double digits 10 yeah 15 you gotta be beating them in the standings too because otherwise if they're ahead of us they'll be like well it's this is messy he's why that they're right right if, if they're below First us in the fourth, standings yeah. it's it's well we're giving this to the best player if they're above yeah. us in the standings, well, Messi was the most valuable player to his team to the best team right, right. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking 10 when you said don't you know 10 more goal contributions than Messi. I also, think it, 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 I also think it matters goals versus assists because if he's got 10 more assists than Messi, but Messi has more goals, he ain't winning the award. Like mm. that's not going to, he has to not only have more goals than Messi, he also has to have double digit more goal contributions than Messi, I think. Let's say Lucho has 10 more goal contributions, but eight of them are penalty goals. <laughs> That's funny. I was going to ask over know. under for Messi penalties at eight. Right, right. You, how many think how many penalty goals do you think Messi gets this year? How many did Lucho have last year? Like Does he two? take penalties for Miami? Sometimes. God, he would have to now, is he not? When they're leading, he tends to give it to whoever needs confidence. Mm. So he gave some to Joseph Martinez. He gave one to Campana, I think, last year. Um, I'll go over eight. I think he gets more than eight penalty goals over the course of the season. Yeah, I think he gets more than eight because they want to pad his totals and they want to give him the MVP award. Yeah. I also am staying woke on the idea that they're going to award him a... There was just a announcement this week that the CONCACAF is getting an extra Club World Cup spot for, for the, host. the host company. Yep. And they haven't said they they said they haven't decided how they will determine <laughs> who wins that. I guarantee you they will give it to the team that won League's Cup last year. No way. You just make the final in Miami and you give it to the host city. That's how the Club World Cup used to be. So you would take the previous winner. And all of the champion, all of the Champions League uh, winning teams, and that gave you seven teams. Uh, that would give you seven teams. So you needed one more to make eight, and that was always the host city. So like uh, some club in Tokyo hosted a bunch, a Dubai team hosted a bunch. So there is absolutely the precedent to let the host city team man or be in the tournament. And that's where I think you could host the final or even the opening game. Screw it. And uh, in Miami. And that's how you give Inter Miami the chance. <laughs> well, he's playing in it no matter what. I don't. If he plays a full season, he's winning the MVP award. The only reason he won't win the MVP is if he gets hurt for a significant amount of time, which I think will happen. So. Boom. I, I, I think Miami is not going to make the playoffs this year. That's my bold take. Wow. They, look, they, look, they looked old and slow against Galaxy on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I can dream. Uh, final question here. It's from Harrison Hensley. Oh. 
No. <laughs> Don't underestimate Big fan. It. Huge, huge <laughs> subscriber all the way from the Netherlands. Uh, and I love this question. And if you guys don't have answers, that's great. I wrote down a bunch of answers here. Uh, he asks, which player best captures the energy of the following? The west side, the east side, northern Kentucky, and the northern suburbs? I think wow. it's a great question. All right, so west side energy is okay our east side energy is here i'll give you my answer Haglund has to be one of these okay so nick Haglund, northern suburbs energy he is from the northern suburbs he is he just just, (laughs) he's got the vibe of the kid that played select soccer and his parents traveled around and he sold candy bars door to door and all that stuff back in the day that people used to have to do before there was academies and whatnot. So this was my answer for the northern suburbs. I said Yu Yakubo, and I said, and this is alluding what? to the previous answer, uh, it probably has a thriving culture and background, but nobody has any idea what it is. Fair. I don't know. I don't know what's going on up there. <laughs> I would say East Side culture that feels a little bougie, a little people that think they're better. Like, oh, you move to the east side, you're better than the west side. They've got, like, that attitude that the west side's for hillbillies. It's a fact. All of these are facts. Well, that's what they feel. I don't believe that's the case. There's just, there is not a lot of daylight between Beachmont Avenue and Harrison Avenue. It's the same thing. It just depends on what what flavor (laughs) you want to be involved in. It's the circle theory. You go far enough, you meet again. (laughs) It's the 275 theory. (laughs) All of a sudden, you're in Zanesville, and you're like, what the fuck? This is just as bad. I might as well have been driving west the whole way. (laughs) So east side, I got to think on. West side is Matt Miazga. Matt Miazga has, like, west side energy a little bit. Okay. Where he, he might throw some hands with you. I could see Miazga, you know, crushing a few at the Pirates Den or Maloney's. That just feels like a vibe that he could get down with. I like that. My answer for Westside was Brett Halsey. And I only say that because every single person I know that lives west of I-71 uh, owns rental property. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> And he is our real estate mogul on the team. So that's Brett Halsey. <laughs> Dear friend uh, of the family, Brett Halsey. <laughs> Northern Kentucky. So Northern Kentucky, I went Matt Miazga. I know, it's hard to differentiate. Has a chip on his shoulder. So, yeah. <laughs> right. But Matt Miazga has a chip on his shoulder for no discernible reason. That's Northern Kentucky to me. I just say, hey, hey, whoa, chill out, guys. It's all right. You know, we're part of the region, too. You yeah, can't whoa. just say we're not from Cincinnati. We're just cracking jokes, guys. It's all right. I don't think the West <laughs> Side's right. part of Cincinnati either, but here we are. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess for the East Side, going back to there, I guess maybe like Dotto Valenzuela. Ooh, okay. Young, you know, maybe living in Oakley or Mount Lookout. So my answer for the East Side was Evan Loro, uh, because he is an East Coaster stuck on the East Side of Cincinnati, just like how East Siders think that they are East Coasters stuck on the East Side of Cincinnati. (laughs) I don't know. You know who else I could see playing here on the East Side is Lucho Acosta. You know, just got the money, the big contract, moved into Hyde Park. 
moved into Mount Lookout and the nice part of Mount Lookout, not like the I live by millions of dudes and ML dudes. <laughs> hey, that um, was me. Watch out now. <laughs> it's very close to Andy Dalton, though, at the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, star of the Bengals. He's an East Sider. Just moved out to your neck of the woods in Anderson. He Lucio did. Acosta, East Sider. You know, that's where the superstars live. When you when you sign the big contract, you move over to the east side. So Vasquez I'm going to change my side. answer. That's it's Lucho Acosta. Northern Kentucky, yeah, I agree. It's somebody with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, plays with a little attitude, plays with a little edge. Um, so I'm going to say Yuya Kubo because Ooh. he's been. we've been told that he has a reputation as a dirty player. I can't figure out why. <laughs> That's Northern Kentucky. That's like yeah. the mob history. Yeah, like, oh, we used to be a mob den. It's like, yeah, I don't. But you got a, not. a cute aquarium. What are you talking yeah. about? No, it's you have a shipping container bar now. It doesn't. You can't be mobbed up and do that. Yeah, Yikubo has Northern Kentucky energy. It's also it's like he's someone where you expected a little more, and you're not disappointed with what you got. But it's also not what you were hoping for completely. It's flying into Northern Kentucky. Like, wait, I thought it was in Ohio. Right. right. He was the good thing, and then like he got replaced by better ones in your own city. You're like, hey, this is the movie theater place. Like, we got to go here for Newport on the levee, and they're like, actually, we're just we finally got our act together. The the team finally got our act together. The city finally got there. We started building shit people actually wanted to do in our own city. So we don't need we don't need you as much anymore. But you know, we'll come there. Every now yeah, and again. Yeah, they keep you around, you know. It's like, why would you want to drink Bud Light at bars when you can have authentic craft beer at Hofbrauhaus? Like, <laughs> I mean, that was cool when it opened, but now there's like 70 breweries yeah, in town. Like I don't, don't need to. The novelty of the big steins is over, and plus everybody stole them all, so they give you plastic cups now. Bastards. Yeah. Uh, Jonah, you got anything for... I, I can't think I could top any, anything what's already been said, but I feel like on my own time, I'm going to have to go... Go through our roster now and just answer these <laughs> questions for myself. It's a good one to like ask uh, on Twitter once the episode drops. See what uh, see what post Cincy Nation, as you guys have never called it, will uh, have to say about <laughs> it. We, we really discourage nationhood on this, yeah, this show. Fair enough. The post heads. No, I don't like that. Two the posts he said. <laughs> what are post Malone's fans called? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not seeing this. No, there's a whole Reddit thread. Like, what do we call ourselves? Oh God, <laughs> that's never a good no, sign. We gotta have a name. We need to give ourselves a name. <laughs> No, nope, looks we like we should nothing. just take Damn. somebody else's. Or you're now a parrot head. <laughs> if there's any confusion, I'm sorry, but we're just. Someone said Postmates. <laughs> I like Postmates because then Mates is like you know we got our fake Britishisms going. That's good. Stonies would be good, but they don't call themselves <laughs> that. that would so be I, good I asked Chat GPT this question: <laughs> Come up with ten names for the listeners of a podcast called the Postcast to call themselves. Okay. All right, so I I need to see if any of these hit. Number one, Jonah, the Postmates. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Number two, the Castaways. I don't get it, but I like <laughs> it. Feels it feels post cast. Oh, got it. Okay. Ah, that, well, I'm stupid. And now, and now we've um. <laughs> ChatGPT fell down a little bit here. Uh, the Echo Enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> the, audi- the Audio Grammars. Audio Grammars. 
yeah. the pod explorers. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> the, the, the sonic scribes. The frequency fellows. <laughs> like it's an option to Cincy Jacks. <laughs> the mic masters. Mic the no. The resonance rovers. <laughs> Are we folks, starting you, a youth you, soccer team? Wait right, a second. Folks, if you think the AI is taking over, I've got bad news for you. <laughs> and the Echo Elites. Echo Elites. That's the next all Patreon tier. Echo Elites. Echo I think elites, that's yeah. a Jason Statham movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, actually, Echo Elites is my guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> oh, God. I think it's an episode. I don't know what else to talk about. So I told uh, him, I, I, I redid it and said, okay. I'm making sure that the names have either words post or cast in the name. Okay. The post scripters, the cast crafters, the post pioneers, the broadcasters. <laughs> the broadcasters. <laughs> this is very clever. <laughs> this is terrible. The pod post pros. There we go. It's <laughs> <laughs> so alliterative, so it's a winner. <laughs> the cast postians the cast postians <laughs> like they're hitting on something he would something. just be the postcastians the postcastians don't nah. don't make it more complicated chat gpt this has gone off the rails um, uh yeah get us out of here chief go fuck yourself san diego Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast. It is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com or just click a link in the description to check out some of our written work. It also has links to our social media accounts across all sorts of different platforms, including YouTube, where we are trying to do more and more video content. Please, dare I say it, like and subscribe and leave a comment. Uh, but no, that would be really, really helpful. I also want to give a thank you to Jim Trace and the Makers. They're a local Cincinnati band who provided all of the music for this episode. We love having them on board. You can check them out. Again, link in the description of this episode to find out where they might be playing shows next or where you can listen to more of their music. also want to give a massive, massive thank you to the awesome and very attractive patrons over on Patreon. Uh, it is a voluntary subscription that people take out with no real promise of anything extra that keep this show afloat. And we are so, so thankful to those of you that have decided to take that commitment. If you do like the show, or at least just want to engage with other people who have listened to the show and want to talk about FC Cincinnati, MLS, soccer, or really anything else, uh, you can go on over to Discord. Again, link in the description. Lots of links in the description where you can find a link to the Discord. That's where we are keeping the conversation going 24-7. It feels like it's a really fun group of people in there just talking about FC Cincinnati and, like I said, just about everything else. And finally, I'll say it, if you liked this episode and given the fact that you've made it all the way to the end, I have to assume you either like it or for some reason cannot reach the stop button, 
Please share this episode with a friend or family member or someone who likes FC Cincinnati. The best way for us to grow is from a personal recommendation from somebody who likes it. And if that's you, please tell other people. If you don't have any friends, feel free to give us a review on whatever your podcast platform of choices. We'll take anything we can get. But again, a huge, huge thank you to everybody for listening to the show. I am blown away that anybody listens to this. So again, I well and truly mean this. Mean this. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'll allow me a very special shout out a very special person in my life, James Gumbert. Rest in peace, my man. You will be dearly, dearly missed by your entire family. Love you, big guy.